Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, which is where you should take all of Emery's bets and place your own. Emery Hunt, of course, the star of this show at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, the best draft guide of which I'm aware, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide, and the widest breadth of knowledge of any college football expert that I'm aware of. Saying that right now. I mean, when you combine... The Power Five, the Group of Five, and especially the FCS. I don't know anybody that knows the FCS as well as Emory. And then the other leagues. It is absolutely incredible. And it is our honor and privilege to have him as the co-host on the College Draft Podcast every week. The show that's three shows in one. We get you up to date on the college football stuff. We get you up to date on the best prospects in the NFL Draft. And we pick these games against the spread i'm ross tucker former nfl offensive lineman five teams seven years at ross tucker nfl on social at ross tucker pod is where all of our stuff is and of course youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl if you want to watch emory in the background he's got that sweet number 26 jersey were you the original saquon emory i i am the original saquon I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. So I do have to ask you a couple of things before we get into these games. College football playoff. Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Kind of hard to have any complaints about it, right? You know, on some level, the committee kind of lucked out that it worked out pretty cleanly for them. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you look at how they – ranked uh, you know you could make an argument that michigan should be number one uh and alabama should be number two or so on and so forth but the matches will still be the same um they want to avoid the the rematch right away and hopefully getting a rematch in a championship game but we have four intriguing uh, uh, f- uh two intriguing matchups uh in the college football playoff and i'm excited to see it play out because i think it's going to be a lot more um 
intriguing and closer than people think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess I haven't even seen the spreads yet. We'll get into that over the next couple of weeks, but I'm assuming Georgia and Bama are favored by a healthy amount. Bama is, is a 13 and a half point favorite over Cincinnati, which to me, Cincinnati is like the is playing the role of the Utah Utes back when Utah was doing their thing as a G5 opponent. Um, I, I think 13 and a half is too too high. And I, I feel like Georgia, I found, was six and a half point favorites over Michigan, which I feel is too high. So I, I'm excited to see these two matchups. You know, Emory, what would have happened if Alabama lost to Auburn? Oof. I think they'd still be in. I think they'd be the four. I think if they lost to Auburn and beat Georgia, yeah. They, same they way. Yeah, they beat Georgia by the same amount. I think it would be Michigan won – Georgia, I don't know, Cincinnati 2, Georgia 3, Bama 4 maybe? I don't yeah, know. They, they, right. They would have found a way to not get Georgia and Bama again. Or the interesting debate would have been, do you put the one-loss Notre Dame team in over a two-loss Bama, even though they beat – even though they're SEC champs? Um, I think Bama still would have beaten out Notre Dame in that scenario. Yeah, boy, that's interesting. What about the Heisman finalists, Emory? Uh, that got announced last night. It's Kenny Pickett from Pitt. It is Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. And then the quarterbacks that we kind of thought would end up being there, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, and Bryce Young, Alabama. I think it's a two-man race. I think it's going to be between Bryce Young and Kenny Pickett. You know, Pickett has the phenomenal numbers. He He's broken Dan Marino's record. So you have to think that he's number two. Stroud, to me, because they lost that game against Michigan, is probably going to end up being third. And we know a defensive player is going to be fourth. And it's funny they went um, Hutchinson instead of Will Anderson. Yeah, I feel like Anderson had, you know, has been more consistent in terms of wild plays. But Hutchinson has been fantastic. So I think that's going to be the fourth, you know, rated uh, Heisman finalist right there. But I feel like it's a two-man race. Um, and I would probably lean – Pickett has a legit shot, but it's hard for people to ignore Bama bias. Uh, but Pickett has quietly had a, a really good year. Um, I'm surprised to see they cut it off at four. I thought maybe Bailey Zapp would have gotten in because of the ridiculous numbers at Western Kentucky. Had Stetson Bennett in Georgia beaten Alabama, Bennett probably would have been – uh, invited there uh, just as a kudos to a good year with the number one quarterback on the number one team. Um, so I think it's going to be closer than people think between Pickett and, and Bryce Young. Yeah, I think Bryce Young is going to win it. I think the throw against Auburn, you know, winning the SEC championship the way they did, my guess is it will be uh, it will be Bryce Young. Speaking of picks, PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. 
Let's get into uh, some of these games, including the game this weekend. I'll be calling. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, I love it every year. I'll be on the call for Army-Navy. Army is favored by seven and a half coming into this game. Um, I haven't done enough on Navy yet to know if they have any NFL prospects. I can tell you Army really has four on the defensive side of the ball um, and at least three. They have two seniors. The nose tackle Nolan Cockrell will be in a camp. He's a stud. Eric Smith, the linebacker, kind of has to be in a camp because the linebackers next to him the last three years are all on rosters. I mean, you've got John Radigan made the Seahawks roster. Cole Christensen's been up and down on the Chargers roster. So Eric Smith kind of has to get into a camp. And then the best prospect they have is Andre Carter, who's a junior, who has 13 and a half sacks. So there are some pro prospects to watch for sure in the Army-Navy game. Army favored by seven and a half. They won four, lost three, won four. Navy's had a tough year, but Navy plays a really tough schedule. 11 of the 12 opponents are bowl-bound, Emory. I mean, Navy had like the top three schedule in the NFL, I mean, in college football, which way are you going here? I'm going to lay those points with, with Army. Army's offense has been dynamic. I love how they've expanded a little bit uh, in throwing a football this year, too. So you have that element to worry about. And Navy's defense just hasn't been uh, what we used to see from Navy when they were in their decade run of dominance uh, in this series, in my opinion. Uh, so I think Army's offense against that Navy defense is the, the – uh, the key here, Diego Fago is the the pro prospect for Navy, the yes. linebacker. He's going he's going to the Shrine Game, um, and but you know I just feel like Army's ability to throw now uh, it just makes it a different uh, a different matchup here. And not saying they're going to go out there and air it out eleven times, but the fact that they can throw it effectively it will be the difference. Navy's uniform, I think, wins the battle here. At first, Army's uniform was was fantastic, and the Navy dropped theirs. It was like, you know what, man? It, it, these That's the matchup also that you got to watch as well. But I do like uh, Army to, to cover here. You know, I I kind of think – I kind of like Navy getting the points. Um, the way they played against Temple, I just think it's going to be a one-score game. So I, if you're going to get seven in the hook, I, I mean, I think Army ultimately wins. They've been so good winning close games under Jeff Munkin. But I do, I do like – Getting seven in the hook with Navy. Speaking of seven in the hook, Emory, we got South Dakota State at Villanova. Two really talented teams at the FCS level as the FCS playoffs roll along. San Diego State has a quarterback, Chris Aludicum, but that running back, Pierre Strong, I've seen him a couple times. He is a stud. He is, man. He's one of the best backs uh, prospects in the draft, regardless of FCS or FBS, and definitely the best back coming out of the FCS this year. And, and the way he runs the football and also is a threat as a receiver um, and helps you out as a kickoff returner. So he has tremendous versatility and value. And he, he is a legit game breaker and was going to be even better. That South Dakota State is getting better as the season goes on. They're getting healthier. So they get Isaiah Davis back, who was a, a stud in the playoffs last year. 
he's healthy. He's fresh off a 150-plus yard performance, which then will take a lot of pressure off of Pierre Strong, who's a versatile back like we talked about. You go back and watch his, his play against Colorado State earlier in the year, and he was just flat-out dominant. And Oladokun is one that, that we saw at South Florida. We saw at Sanford, and now we're seeing him here at South Dakota State. He provides, to me, the difference. And if you go back and watch the game last week against Sacramento State, the, the run he had where he evaded pressure within the pocket, he broke off about three dudes and was able to get out of Dodge and get down the sideline and just uh, get out of bounds, I want to say about the two or three-yard line um, before they went in and scored. So it's that type of you know bonus play that he gives you when the first play is dead. It makes it a, you know, a, a dangerous matchup um, for any opponent that they face. What about for Villanova, Emery? I love their running back, Justin Covington, who's um, he's a Bronx native um, and, and someone that is he's built like how he's about 5'10", 225. So he's built like your standard running back. Um, he's This year, he's coming off of an injury towards ACL, I believe, last year uh, and, and has recovered, has looked like the guy he looked like in 2019. Um, so you like that he's getting back that that, you know, that burst and wiggle i think he's just a solid back and to me um if they're going to have a chance they're probably going to lean on covington try to you know slow play this ball game shrink this ball game and try to eke one out out there in villanova um what do you think here with south dakota state laying the seven and a half i love villanova's defense i love the fact that they can swarm but this South Dakota State team, we talked about Pierre Strong, we talked about Isaiah Davis, Oladokun, what he could do throwing the football. But the the two co- the two receivers, the Yankee twins, um, Jackson and Jaden, these two dudes are legit, man. And the fact that their offense has gotten healthier the week before the playoffs started, we saw this manifest itself last week in their blowout victory over, you know, not really a blowout, but they really took care of business against Sacramento State. I just I will lay those points to South Dakota State. They got healthy at the right time, you know, going into the playoffs. And I think they'll, you know, be able to outgun Villanova. Okay. What about the team we always see in the playoffs at this point? North Dakota State. They are laying 22 and a half against East Tennessee State. Again in the FCS playoffs. Seems like North Dakota State always has alignment and and this year one of them is Cordell Volson yeah he's someone that's phenomenal he may end up in the senior bowl I think he already has a shrine invite but he's a right tackle that plays really well on both ends of offense so his pass pro is solid uh, in the run game is it speaks for itself you're on the right side you better be good in the run game um, but his pass pro as a right tackle which is something that was impressive to me he's patient with his punch um, doesn't overextend. He's going to be able to play the hands with or play the piano, as they like to say, really well. All those coaching cliches you want to say for an offensive lineman, he has that. Uh, but it's also very good in a run game, which is the staple for North Dakota State. Yeah, it is. And then they got the running back. Is it Quay Holmes for East Quay Tennessee Holmes. State? Quay Holmes reminds me a lot of uh, Arian Foster. And, and how patient, how smooth he is. And he's a big back. He's 6'1", 216. And they run the heck out of the football at East Tennessee State. So it's going to be a strength versus strength battle here. Uh, both teams can run the football. But Quay Holmes, also someone that has a background in returning kickoffs, also can catch the football out of the backfield rather well. He is the straw that stirs a drink there. They have two backs. 
Um, the second back really, uh, he, he's just as good too. He nearly went over a thousand yards, but Quay Holmes is someone uh, that you definitely want to keep an eye on because he, he, to me, is very underrated. Does he have good vision, Emery? He absolutely does, Ross. Okay, good. Because we like visibility. It's your first line of defense when it comes to staying safer on the road. Seeing better means spotting the unexpected even faster. If you're looking for better visibility, head over to AutoZone. they got the parts and products you need to drive safer and see more behind the wheel. They've got replacement lights to brighten up the load, the road if you're driving late at night, if you've got dull headlights. The key, though, there's nothing worse than squeaking or streaking wipers. They've got replacement wipers to help you clear your windshield during any storm, rain, sleet, snow. It's always a good time to upgrade anything visibility-related. But now is maybe the best time with rougher winter weather and longer nights ahead. Ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right. North Dakota State's laying 22 and a half, Emory. That's a lot. What do you think? Uh, it is. It's a lot. But when you look at the D-line matchup in this one, um, East Tennessee State, is very light up front on the defense side of football. Uh, you talk about 250, 280. You know, I know size is not a skill, but at some point it 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 matters in the trenches, right? And if they're not able to win on first down or second down or even third down against this run game, it's, it can be an issue. And I think it's going to be an issue. So I would feel comfortable in laying those points. North Dakota State is just too dominant at the point of attack to, to let up here especially if East Tennessee State can't win throwing the football, which I think they want to come in and try to run the ball. That's been their game all season long. Uh, but I think North Dakota State can take away the run and force them to throw, which is a losing battle. So I'm laying those points with the Bison. Emery, let's start to talk about some of these bowl games that will kick off next week. There's a bunch of them next week. So it's good news that we can get ahead of a couple of them now. Like Coastal Carolina – against the MAC champions. What an unbelievable story to be picked last and win the conference. What other conference would that happen? None. It just doesn't happen. It's only the MAC. Coastal Carolina against Northern Illinois. Coastal's favored by 10 and a half. That is a lot. The Northern Illinois disrespect continues. Coastal's got a tight end who caught your eye. Yeah, Will Likely is phenomenal. Uh, he's a, a good move tight end. He's an H-back type, uh, can beat one-on-one coverage. He can get down the seam. He does a good job in, you know, these uh, kick-out blocks and, and wham blocks, things of that nature. And he's going to the – I feel like he's going to the – I think he's going to the Senior Bowl. If not the Senior Bowl, it's a Shrine game. So either one, and he's been on the radar for quite some time, uh, he's going to be someone that Northern Illinois will have to take away and force – Grayson McCall to go to the outside. If they, if they, they can do that, you know, it, it strengthens their chances to pulling off the upset here. And then for Northern Illinois, they got, um, man, they got a couple. I was watching them in the MAC championship game. They got a couple running backs. They're tough. That rat, uh, Clint Ratkovich, he doesn't want to go down. He doesn't, man. And he's someone uh, that fits today's game. He's versatile. You could, you see him as a runner. 
You see him as a blocker. You see him run routes kind of like Will Likely as that H back, that detached tight end, um, and seeing him just find ways to make plays. He has a good burst too. Someone you could trust handing the football to in short yardage goal line situation. And, you, you know, you watch him at Northern Illinois and you go back and watch him at Western Illinois and he's done the same thing uh, with that Leatherneck football program. So he is someone that has been consistent in his trajectory. He's been utilized the same way both at Western and Northern Illinois. And so to me, when you have that versatile skill set, that could be a blocker, a receiver, a runner, you're definitely going to catch a lot of eyes uh, as a pro prospect. All right, Coastal's laying 10 and a half. Feels like a big number. I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little surprised by that one. Um, are you surprised? I, I I mean, Northern Illinois, all they do is win. I'm not surprised. I feel like the the national conversation around Coastal has just fallen off the cliff after they lost that that one game. They still finished what 10 and 2 on the year. Uh, and they still have an explosive offense and a defense that's really good up front. So I think they just are the better football team. They got better quarterback play, in my opinion. Um, I know Lombardi has played well for Northern Illinois, but McCall is a different animal, dual threat type guy that could work touchdown to check down the passing game. I'm laying those points with Coastal. Wow. Man, I'm, ta- I'm taking the points with Northern Illinois. We'll see. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but they're the MAC champs for a reason, and they're getting 10 and a half. All right. Speaking of uh, the odds, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. All right. Toledo against Middle Tennessee State. Now, this is cool because, first of all, Toledo's favored by 10.5. Secondly, I've seen both these teams. Now, Middle Tennessee State was last year, but I've seen these players that we're going to feature. Toledo cornerback Sam Womack. Samuel Womack, I believe, led the MAC in passes defense three straight years, which is pretty incredible. And then Middle Tennessee State safety Reed Blakenship, they were loving him last year. He was a pro prospect last year. He's been there forever. Why don't we start with Womack? Yeah, and Womack, you would think quarterbacks would learn to stop trying to test him, right, if he's constantly breaking up these passes. But that's what I love about him, his active hands. You'll see him be patient uh, once the ball is in the air. He doesn't panic, and he'll watch the eyes and watch the hands of the receiver and, and is able to play through that without interfering. And so when you have a cornerback that can do that, you can trust him on the outside. I think he's better on the outside. People will look at his size and say, oh, he's a slot corner. Now, nah, I think he can hold his own as an outside corner uh, because of his ability to play the football. I think he is a, a solid cornerback prospect. Uh, quarterbacks that really need to learn their lesson to stop testing him. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's impressive. He, I'll say this. I thought Toledo – might have been the most talented Mac team I saw Absolutely. this year. They, they got a lot of good players. I mean, they got a bunch of are good. Yeah, they, they are good. Tyson man. Anderson. They got some D linemen. I mean, they've got Go back in, in the backfield is, is legit. Yeah, they do a good job recruiting there. All right, what about Reed Blankenship at Middle Tennessee State? He was someone that decided to come back. Uh, you know, I thought 
he was uh, off to the NFL draft last year and, you know, was able to come back. And he is a, a top-down type safety. You know, when he's coming downhill in the alley, forget about it. He's making that tackle. He's closing on the receiver to separate man from ball. Um, I think his acceleration is is really good at the position. He gives them a chance to be successful defensively. And I, I feel like you know, he came back, he was injured, I, I feel I, I believe last year. So he's can't he came back to really boost his stock. And I think he's done well. He's already got his shrine game invite, also. All right, with Toledo being favored by 10 and a half, what are you thinking here? I love the Rockets, man. You just talked about it. they are a talented football team on both sides of football. Um, and they can run the ball. And Middle Tennessee's defense, Sands, Reed, Blankenship, struggles to stop anybody. And to me, this will be a track meet for Toledo, and I feel like they have a better defense to slow down Middle Tennessee's offense. Tom so laying those points with the Rockets. Okay. Um, Emery, before I forget, we, uh, you know, we're having some guys declare for the NFL draft. We're having guys say they're not going to play in the bowl game. What are your thoughts on that? Any problem with it whatsoever? I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that come out over the next week or so. Not a problem with the bowl game opt-outs. You know, if you know you're going to the NFL and it makes business sense to not put that extra game on your body, totally agree with you on that. That's something that, uh, you know, that's a long-term decision. So I'm not, if you're not in the playoffs, I get it. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not upset about that. Uh, the the transfers are unique because I feel like, you know, we have we still have so many guys just sitting in, you know, transfer purgatory, not knowing what's going on. And it kind of puts a damper on the high school recruiting because now these high school seniors may get pushed out of the out of the way for these guys that got experience. You can understand it from a coach's standpoint. Well, let me get some guys that got game experience over, you know, a high school guy that I have to really hope can be good and develop at the collegiate level. So the transfer is really, you know, kind of irked me a little bit because of how many they are. Um, and, you know, just when you think you got to handle on, and maybe just from a selfish perspective of, okay, I got to handle on these guys coming from, you know, this program, these FCS programs, and these are seniors, they're graduating. The next thing you know, they have the long post on, on social media that they're, you know, transferring with the, extra year to play and you're like oh wow i thought this guy was done um but he has another year and now he's going to the transfer portal so you know you don't know where guys end up and how that affects the draft i, I kind of wish they kind of pushed that draft declare date up a little bit to kind of help the process out but the transfers bother me more so than guys opting out of bowl games interesting check out this man on social media at f ball game plan on Twitter, football game plan on YouTube. Of course, it's the best draft guide out there, especially if you want to get all the information on the lower level guys. It's incredible. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Even Money Podcast will drop today. My power rankings on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast have already posted, which is awesome. And next week, we'll be diving into the rest of the bowls, and we'll see what happens in the Army-Navy and the Heisman. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 